Hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD with Matt and Emily. <laughs> Hi, everyone. What was that? I don't know. I felt like trying something new. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is the this is po- the post 100 episode Emily <laughs> making new choices. Listen, you got to change your life up sometimes. You can't just keep going through the motions. You can't just keep doing the same things. Yeah, are, are you trying to tell me I'm? <laughs> you need to change it up a little bit. I'm Matt. Not changing enough. Um, you are going through the motions, and you need to change it up a little bit. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Take it back. That's so mean. Okay. Hey Matt, what are we listening to? What are li- what are we doing? And what, what is I, the what listener I, listening? What to? What am I listening to? Are you judging me? <laughs> what is a listener listening to? Yeah. Well, same thing, but. Uh, in a more grander sense, they're listening to TBD with Matt and Emily. That's the name of our podcast. We named it that. That was our choice. <laughs> that is a choice we made. We haven't switched that up yet, and I hope we never do, because that that's a branding mistake to change your podcast name. Um, let's, well, no, never mind. Uh, I don't want to go down that hole. Uh, our podcast is about tea and friendship. Also topics. And topics uh today we are drinking a tea we'll get to that later uh we have a guest who is a friend we'll get to that later too and <laughs> even later than that that guest is going to have a topic um and like i already said we'll get to all that later <laughs> i need time codes time codes um one minute to the guest or less maybe 45 seconds uh, nine minutes until tea talk maybe mm, let's say seven and uh, the topic will be in 25 minutes from now. Cool, cool, cool. Let's cool, see cool. if I hold up. Let's see if you hold up. I didn't mark any of that down, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so we're going to talk about tea, topic, friendship. Um, TBD, what does that stand for? T. T is in the word to drink. B, as in the word B-E. Uh-huh. Determined. To be, to be determined. Yeah. TB determined. Yeah, because. I feel like we're rambling here, but. Because because the topics because it's to be determined. The yeah. Hey, we're drinking tea and the topics are to be determined. There, it's been said. And the other column is the guest. So I would like to welcome to the podcast stage, friend, comedian, improviser, Rebecca McKivney. Hello. Wow. Hello, this hello. is wonderful. Welcome. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Yay. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I've been, I'm sipping and uh, yeah. I'm worried about making lots and lots of misophonia people mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, I was just going to tell a story that I already told you guys, but yesterday I went to this thing called the Art Tech House and I wow. saw an exhibit about the color blue, <laughs> classic blue, not the color blue. Um, it's Pantone's color of the year. Classic blue, not the color blue. Well, it's like about, it's a shade of the color blue. Mm-hmm a shade a tint one of my <laughs> tweets that gradient I, one of my tweets from college this is an important story i promise wow. um, probably my favorite one i've ever tweeted was me and my friend rachel shouts to rachel we're having a conversation what was our favorite shade of blue so i tweeted about it i got some good interaction people had opinions mine is cerulean Ooh, mine's uh, periwinkle mm. wow <laughs> i will first of all say i did not have twitter when i was in college <laughs> There was no Twitter in college for me. Um, I well, I, I don't know when Twitter officially officially started. I feel like it hit the mainstream in 2009. 
which meant I was out of college. Oh, and I was in college. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And I was too. <laughs> I would say that either my, one of my two favorite colors are either the, the Twitter bird <laughs> blue, <laughs> uh, or actually my real answer also bird related is Robin's egg blue, mm. which is the first, um, okay. I'll say another fact about how old I am. So <laughs> when I was a kid, <laughs> They had the contest to, it was when they first added uh, 128 colors to the Crayola box. It was like the debut of the the big box. And they had a contest to name one of the crayons. They later did a different contest where they named like 12 crayons. But uh, the original contest was just just name one crayon and it was named Robin's Egg Blue. And I've always found that to be fun. (laughs) Um, one time in an improv class, I gave the suggestion of Robin's egg blue. Mm-hmm. And the person was like, I have literally no idea what you're talking what? about. She's like, what are you saying? I'm like, it's a, it's like blue. It's like a color blue. It's like a Robin's egg. Wow. They're blue. Yeah. I didn't realize that is some so, so niche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean... I wouldn't have known what it was unless I knew what that contest was. And I know what Robin... I've seen really? Robin's eggs before. <laughs> so I would like put it together, but I wouldn't know it as an official color. As someone who grew up when I, around Robin's, mm. I know what their eggs look like. I will not explain that further. <laughs> Please don't. Um, uh, I think there were some Robin's around my house. I've seen some Robin's eggs. They're blue. I think I've only seen scientific drawings of... Robin's eggs because I'm a scientist. <laughs> I'm wow. not a scientist. No one knows who I am. So <laughs> you're well. We all know that you're a comedian. So we. <laughs> uh, so I'm a liar. Not much of a scientist. Big liar. <sighs> I mean, scientists can be comedians. I'm not here to take that away. Bill yeah. Nye, pretty funny dude. Mm-hmm. Also a scientist. Did you see him dancing in oh, that I fashion did. show? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know about this. Uh, uh, it's he, because you're older than us <laughs> it is on twitter though and you're an active twitter user i am now on twitter he's like I'm out of college <laughs> he's wearing a slick jacket and he's just like grooving yeah. down the runway it's it's wonderful it's pure joy um, like this <laughs> is it uh is it how when did this when did this exist um i saw it i think i saw it yesterday but i didn't realize oh, it was bill nye yeah i saw it today but so i saw it's it new. this morning oh yeah. okay yeah we got new t- we've got new tweets to check out <laughs> i haven't been on twitter today twitter was a buzz <laughs> <laughs> they were like there were some great comments i don't remember any of them oh, yeah i've had a busy couple of days not been on twitter wow Sorry. wow okay i mean no offense i've been busy <laughs> Cool. I've been busy too, and I still had time to check in on my friends on Twitter. Hmm. I also should say I do not go on Twitter at all. Um, I was t- pretending to be cool. Wow. Uh, but I don't. You I are don't a tweet. fraud. <laughs> I am. I've, I've done nothing but lie so far. Um, but I did see it on Facebook. Yes. Oh, on the we'll book. That. Yeah, yeah. The book. Um, do you have a Twitter? I do. But you just don't use it? I don't use it at all. Um, I don't even know when the last time I tweeted was. So I, I use it mainly to check, uh, to yell at the MTA. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I check subway things and then I yell at them when mm-hmm. I'm mad about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My uh, wife just did that twice to the MTA yesterday. <laughs> yeah. One, uh, once because there's a, currently a shuttle bus um, <sighs> connecting my apartment to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And the she got on a bus that... that uh, her and many people on the bus were led to believe was going 
local and it turned out to be an express bus and they just changed directions and let like they yelled at the bus driver to like uh let them off the the bus um in this like random other location and she had to like uber home because oh, she had groceries God. and couldn't like deal with figuring out finding a new way home with groceries and stuff um and then the second reason was because um we uh uh the night before the friday night there were we were in a subway station and there was um how do i put this a nice way <laughs> human shit <laughs> in the train station and that did not prompt her to send a message what prompted her to send a message was that it was still there the next morning <laughs> Uh, and it was like, there's shit here from 24 hours ago or, or well, 12 hours earlier or whatever. So she was busy complaining to that MTA <laughs> and the MTA was apparently responsive. They are too. so, that was the thing I was going to say. They're so responsive and they made me feel bad about yelling at them because they were so nice to me and, and very quickly were like, oh, we're so sorry to hear the shuttle bus hasn't come for so long. Like, we'll, we're definitely going to check it in. And of course they're not, but yeah. They made me feel bad, and they were so nice. <laughs> so now feel- I love them. I mean, I like to think. I mean, that shit. Oh, by the way, I should say, some hours later, I checked on that shit, and it was gone. So uh, it did. It, it, maybe it worked. Maybe it didn't. But the shit is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Rest easy, my friends. There's no more shit in the subway at Decob Station. <laughs> That's a God. big station too. That is terrible. <laughs> it is a big station, and it is also. I I noticed when I was there, I was like, man, this station is just dirty. It mm-hmm. is a very dirty subway station. Yeah. It's like a shade of like a tan that is just because it's covered Ugh. in uh, soot. It's a very dirty station. Every once in a while, you'll see them like power washing the ground. And I'm like, this should be happening all the time. And two, how much, how much clean? Like, is this really getting any and they cleaner? they bleach it. They use bleach. Yeah, yeah, and it smells so bad, yeah. but it still doesn't look any no. cleaner. <laughs> they need to dip the whole, they need to lift the station up yes. and dip it into like a vat of uh, yeah. of, of bleach, just like, yeah. and then like pull it out and then like hair dry it dry. <laughs> <laughs> Seems feasible. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not here to be reasonable. I'm here to reach for the stars, <laughs> shoot for the moon, land among the stars, right? Is that how it works? Well, yeah, but the stars are farther than the moon. <sighs> That's not what people Aww. thought when they invented that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> you should shoot for the stars and reach the moon. Or you should... Well, wait. What if you shoot for the moon and it works out eventually that because you shot up to the moon, that was like step one. And then like step two is like now you're okay. with the stars. So you shoot for the moon and then you continue working hard and you shoot for the stars. All right. Here's what it is. You start with the moon, shoot for the stars. <laughs> <laughs> right um I, d- I wouldn't mind ending on the moon look at the stars they're just gonna they're just big fireballs um the sun is a star and the sun is so important without the sun there's no photosynthesis guys, guys calm down stop it you're tearing each other apart <laughs> Emily, quit strangling me <laughs> without photosynthesis there's no oxygen and you know what there would be no plants and there would be no tea leaves and we hey. would wow <laughs> emily do you want to kick us into this next segment tea talk tea talk tea talk tea talk we're no. talking tea today <laughs> <laughs> matt we're talking tea today do you like how i smoothly got us away from talking about the moon and talking about that was one tea? of your finest transitions <laughs> i'm not gonna lie so we have a tea brought to us t- today from vietnam 
So new, con- of, new country. New country. Not like in the in world, the world. <laughs> but for uh, the podcast. T. This is I'm pronouncing it as Fuk Long T. That's the brand name. P H U C. And I'm choosing to pronounce it the way I want to pronounce Space. it. Space. Mm-hmm. L O N G. Yeah. <laughs> this in Vietnamese is called Tra Ho Hong. But in English, it's rose black tea. And this came to me by way of my former roommate, Paolo. Shouts to Paolo. Um, that he was either given to him or he got somewhere. I don't 100% remember. But it's it was in our apartment for a while. And then he moved out. And now it's not in our apartment anymore. Now it's in my apartment. Now it's now in, it's in my stomach. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that's how digestion works. <laughs> um, just some fun <laughs> facts about this tea. It's 80% processed black tea and 20% rose. Why do you think they say processed black tea? <laughs> I guess it's not fresh from the bush. But no black tea is. Black tea gets doesn't get picked as like little dried specks. <laughs> that happens later. <laughs> um, well, they're just being honest, I guess. It's processed somehow. Yeah. I mean, it could be a translation thing too. Yeah. It's also not, well, it doesn't say anything about it, but it's not like organic like, there's nothing on this packaging yeah. that says organic tea or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want some, no- some other stuff? I would love to know yeah. some Convenient more tea bag created with a unique method to carry the entire bag features in both taste and aroma. It just, it just takes a few minutes to have a great hot tea with various choices of flavor. Tea Brag has brought a fresh, modern style of tea drink to the fast upward living. Rose tea is a unique combination between black tea and roses through the process of fermentation that's the process part mm. it takes a long time so the tea has a very special aroma has a strong smell of tea it has a strong smell of tea with subtle fragrant roses when the tea is reddish brown and the taste of black tea this the translation on this is tough and i'm reading it from amazon <laughs> when the tea is reddish brown and that i don't i can't i can't read the rest of this the taste of black tea with the sweetness <laughs> of the soul the taste of the black oh. tea with the sweetness of the soul wow wow such sweet soul. <laughs> it said the tea bag's unique. I didn't. I didn't brew it. So is the tea bag unique? Uh, so I don't know if the tea bag itself is okay. unique, but it's in like a not aluminum, but like a plastic shiny wrapper, mm-hmm. which I assume is what they're talking about. And then you like rip it open. Oh, like the the outside packaging. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's what they were talking about. Oh, I don't know. Mm. I guess it is. This is like a. It's like a. Like that, you guys remember like metallic wrapping paper? Yes, yes. it's like that. Yeah. Gift wrap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do we taste the rose in this tea? No. Mm. I no? was, that was my first. I mean, maybe I don't have, you know, a great palate, but I was searching for that rose. I did not, did not taste it. I'd say I don't really taste it either. Mm. Emily, do you taste I, the rose? I don't know if I taste rose, but I know I taste more than just black tea. Hmm. That's true. Maybe you're tasting the processed. Maybe I'm tasting the processed. (laughs) Do do we taste anything besides the black tea? Rebecca's taking a sip. She's thinking. Matt is looking at the wrapper. I mean, we don't. It's 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 just a rose black tea. Yeah. So it's we're we're getting like it's not like an Earl Grey or anything. So I guess it is like its own little it's its own little thing. Yeah. (laughs) I put milk in my. So it does taste like I do taste my milk. <laughs> I'm tasting I, my milk. I put the milk and sugar, and I taste the milk and sugar. Matt, there you go. I t- I got mine black. It tastes like rose black. <laughs> um, 
it is it is like a certain like i think the black tea is a little different than i'm used to like it's like a specific um kind of black Mm. um i I guess that's probably like where it was grown and where it's from because it it tastes different than most other black it does have a different flavor it tastes more like leaves not in a bad way but just like you can taste the tea it's like yeah like a strong tea flavor. i i think you guys have better palates and also are more tea wise than me yeah. i'm realizing because i i for me i'm like this tastes like black tea well we also in the past <laughs> yeah. two years have had yeah like over a hundred different no types of you tea, should be so. better than me oh, yeah. god um, <laughs> time but, flies but speaking of your relationship to tea rebecca oh yes rebecca what is your relationship to tea that's a really good question. Um, I have never been like a hot drinks person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I especially didn't like tea because I had like a real sweet tooth growing up and it was always too like not not flavorful enough for me. Mm-hmm. But then at some point uh, when I went to Japan in high school, I had really good green tea. And I think that's what kind of turned okay. it around. There you go. Um, and then I worked at a tea shop in Baltimore for a bit and really loved like jasmine, like the jasmine tea that's like in little balls. Yeah. I thought oh, <laughs> so good. Dragon pearl tea. <laughs> we recently had a tea that exploded. But uh, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Um, yeah. So what about, so do you normally drink green tea or do you drink black tea? I don't drink enough tea. Okay. I, I, tea is one of those things that's always felt like adults and also like good adults, like people (laughs) who are healthy and like know how to be adults drink. And I still like, I don't, I don't drink it. And so because of that, I'm like, I'm just not good. I'm uh, not a good adult. And Mm -hmm. I still like, like sweet drinks Mm -hmm. and things that are bad for me. Listen, soda's great. Uh, (laughs) I love soda. (laughs) Uh, And sometimes there's, there's bad teas. There's like a, or not bad teas, but like a, I love a good chai latte. That is very not good for you, but (laughs) they are great. (laughs) I had one this morning. It was delicious. That's a good point. I guess I do love chai and I don't even think of it as a tea because it is uh, so removed. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I love like latte kind of drinks like matcha lattes too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, Very much tea. It is. I know. But it's again, those I feel like it's the way like I used to get a frappuccino as a child and think I was drinking coffee. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's how I feel about matcha and chai lattes. Mm -hmm. I mean, any, I mean, anything with like any, yeah, once you introduce like as much milk as a latte does you're definitely out of the zone although i still think uh matcha to me is really i I like it even without the latte aspect and it doesn't it's less like tea even though it is very much tea totally yeah uh i had a matcha latte yesterday how's that well (laughs) it was good you win i won um so you said you don't like hot drinks do you drink iced tea or i do i Tea more and more I drink hot. Um, Coffee I almost exclusively drink iced. Mm. Uh, Only recently I've like started having hot coffee in the morning once in a while. Um, But yeah, I don't know why. (laughs) Like I just hate, there's something about warm drinks I do not like. Why have you started to try them uh, warm 
when you could just continue to have them cold? Great question. <laughs> it's because I got free coffee through my work that mm. was hot mm. coffee. And okay. even then I would still ice it sometimes, but it was that like sad version of iced coffee where it's just coffee that you put ice into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I also, when I drink coffee, I will drink it hot sometimes, but I prefer it to be iced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a drink that mm-hmm. way. Drinks are not <laughs> meant to be hot. <laughs> uh, you and I are on the opposite spectrum of this because I wow. almost never drink iced what? Uh, tea. I don't, well, first of all, I don't drink coffee, but um, I don't ever drink like iced tea. Even in the hottest of hot mm-hmm. days, I will have a hot tea. Um, I mean, I like cold soda <laughs> cold things of that nature okay uh but almost every, like uh all all my tea it's hot all the time uh, no matter how i feel <laughs> where i am i mean i'll drink i'll drink iced tea but mm-hmm. uh, it's just not uh how i prefer it i mean you're maybe you're better or more european than me mm. <laughs> because i, I mean, slash it's, better <laughs> yeah well that was what i was gonna say and then i like took it back but that's what i meant um because yeah it's not the rest of the world, I think, doesn't use as much ice as we do. We're, like, really ice crazy in America, oh, I love apparently. Ice. Me too. Oh, uh, my God. If I'm having water, I uh, want it to be just ice. If I don't have ice with a soda, I, like, can't drink soda without ice. There's yeah. something about just, like, pouring soda into a big old cup of ice. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I actually, yes, even, like, if I have soda at home, I take ice out of my freezer. That's and what I, I do, I think too. it's, I think it's, I do think that soda is better that way. Um when it comes to tea, I I guess in my head, I think about people in like India who love and drink insane mm-hmm. amounts of tea and it is crazy hot there. Yeah. yeah. And they're okay with it. So I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> um, I should go back to the chai tea. Mm-hmm. As I would say, I'm in the middle. If this is a spectrum, I'm in the middle because I actually prefer my chai lattes iced because I think they're less heavy on my stomach, mm. on my little tummy. Yes. <laughs> your stomach. My little stomach, my little tummy, tum, my rum tum. <laughs> my sister-in-law says something about rum tum, rum tub. I don't know. I'd have to ask her. Doesn't matter. But <laughs> getting off track here. But in in the winter, I will get a hot drink, a hot try. Yeah, I will say like the times where I've been outside and I'm drinking like hot cider or hot chocolate or some kind of hot drink, it's lovely. <laughs> I like. It, I get it, but then. There's like the masochist in me or something, which is like, no, you should only drink cold beverages, <laughs> even when your hand is going to fall off carrying it around. I do feel, I mean, it goes both ways because I masochist all summer long drinking hot things when I'm like, I could be cooling down, but I choose not to. Well, people have set, made that argument, which is like, it's actually better to drink things that are, when it's hot out, to drink hot things because it's like the equilibrium of your body or some bullshit. I'm going to just say bullshit. <laughs> well, Our I, bodies I, are pretty good yeah. at regulating ourselves. Right? It makes Yeah, but also not used to having ice. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do truly say like your body might get shocked by having ice, which seems insane. Um, I've, I've heard something about the summer thing being that uh, um, like people don't really talk about the reason why but like hot beverages in the summer will cool you down and i believe the actual reason mm-hmm. is because it makes you sweat more and sweat cools you down uh, and i'm like oh well yeah okay <laughs> that makes sense i don't necessarily <laughs> want to be sweating more i'm sweating already maybe too much <laughs> uh but it doesn't stop me how about this tea though <laughs> oh yeah back to this tea. Oh, right. um, 
Should we just talk? We, yeah, we should, should just, we just rate it? it. Should we just rate it? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> uh, Emily. Matt. Fuklong tea. That's the brand. Yes. They're rose black tea. How did you pronounce this? Tra Ho Hong? That's yes, I think so. That's what we're going with. Is this your cup of tea? Or not your cup of tea? I'd say it's my cup of tea. I enjoy this tea. I've had it before this podcast time. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. Um, I was sad when my roommate took it all. Which was his right, it was his tea. Paolo, it was your tea. I just really <laughs> liked it. Um, I quite enjoy it. I think it's like a nice simple black tea with a little bit of an extra kick of flavor um and it's easy because it's tea bags sometimes i have too mm. much i have too much loose leaf tea and it's like a whole extra step and yeah, what'd you say we only have about like uh a, a, like a fourth of our tea comes in tea bags yeah if i'm gonna throw out a random wow. number yeah. mostly loose leaf wow you guys mm-hmm. are slinging some good tea we sling good tea yeah um rebecca yes so Matt asked me a question, but just as just so you know, a similar question. Would you describe this Fuk Long Tea, Tra Ho Hong Rose Black Tea as your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? I'd say it's my cup of tea. Hmm. Yeah. Um, as much as I threw a lot of shade on tea in general, I do like it. Um, oh, I'm actually all out of mine. But we can fix but, that. Oh, please. No, I'm all right. I don't need more than one cup of tea okay. <laughs> after everything I said. <laughs> but I liked it. I do like black teas a lot. Um, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> Matt. Mm-hmm. You looked at me like I was going to ask myself this question. <laughs> I was wondering if I should ask you. Do you want to? You can ask. Um, hey, Matt. Yeah? What's your favorite dog? <laughs> um, um, oh, is uh, this Shih Tzu. A, oh, that, you're ready. <laughs> um, would you say this is the... Oh, I cannot read okay. it. You don't, yeah, you don't have Emily. to read it. Guys, I'm so sorry. Uh, edit all of this. No, I won't. No. I won't edit any of this out. Perfect. <laughs> you can just ask me if this is yeah. my cup of tea or not. <laughs> is it your cup of tea? Thank you for asking me that question. I don't think we've ever... Have we ever had a guest? Up to 50 times. Not one, in a while. One or two. Um <laughs> This, uh, so I actually, I quickly poured myself another a little thing of this tea because I, I feel like I was drinking it very, I'd waited too long and I didn't drink much of it warm and I do prefer it hot. Mm. <laughs> um, and I also was thinking, um, that my first cup was maybe a little weak and, uh, listeners, um, when we pour our tea, we, uh, we, steep we steep one pot of tea at the uh, appropriate amount of time you know for this tea what was it emily so fun fact about this i it says <laughs> two to three minutes and i was like it's going to be two weeks so i did it for four four wow mm. even even crazier so i thought um which I, I i'll say um a quick aside i think a lot of asian teas are on the lower end of mm-hmm. how long to steep them it seems like indian and european teas are tend to be closer to five minutes. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, particularly Japanese teas, although uh, this is from Vietnam, uh, tend to be like two minutes. And I never think that's right. Um, <laughs> personal taste. Um, must be a difference between me and people who live in Japan. Um, but I still thought this... Oh, oh. so to fully explain this. So we steep this for four minutes and then we pour our cups. And then what we do is we pour more water in and that just sort of sits with the bags. So that second... If you have a second cup... It's 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 really been sitting there longer, <laughs> and 
I kind of wanted to try this stronger, um, and I like it better stronger than I liked it the first round. So I was worried. I was, I was worried I was going to have to call this not my cup of tea. But you know what? This is my cup of tea. Whoa! I just yay. needed it stronger. And I also think I probably would enjoy this with milk. I did not put milk in mine. Mm. Here, you want just a dab? Put a dab in. That's enough. Thank you, Emily. Because <laughs> um, I don't have much tea left. <laughs> I didn't pour a, a very sure. long thing. So, um, yeah, this is my cup of tea. It probably does need, it probably does, milk is a good idea with this tea. That's what I will say. Mm. And I, I will also say that there's an interesting thing. I also think about Asian teas. Um, and again, usually speaking from Japanese standpoint, but I will uh, um, pull in this Vietnamese tea, is that there's like a freshness to it a lot of times. Uh, normally I experience it with green tea where it's like a fresher green, mm. like a grassier feel yeah. almost. Um, and I don't know how to say that with this tea, but it feels like almost fresher. Like mm. it's, it's a very refreshing black tea. I don't know. That was me bantering while Emily <laughs> spent the last few minutes pouring his teas. Um, how do you feel about my freshness comment? I agree. Um, so... That thing is what I was trying to say about how you can like taste the leaves. That like it like with green tea, you can like taste the leaves. And I don't mm-hmm. always like green tea, but like with this tea, you can like tell that it's like from tea leaves, and it's good. I'm enjoy. I yeah yeah I liked it. I don't know if I'm tasting that, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all that matters. <laughs> I yeah. I mean yeah. We we are the two of us are. are specifically very snobby at this point because we've had no we that's can't, right we can't resist it um i someday i'll have to look up why why a lot of these asian teas tend to have certain aspects that other teas maybe don't have mm. uh i'd say as snobby as emily and i are we are not historians by any <laughs> stretch um, i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> when i was in japan i did take a very awkward picture of me next to a tea bush uh, <laughs> and I it's just like I don't know I'm not a good I think the reason I'm a comedian <laughs> is because if I'm trying to take any kind of sincere photo I look like a um uh, I look stupid <laughs> and not in a funny way like in a way where it's like this person doesn't know how to take pictures with things <laughs> and so I the picture of me with this tea plant is like I'm completely normal and I'm just like staring at the camera and I think I look weird <laughs> and the reason to become a comedian is because then you can make a big goofy f- face in every picture you're in and mm-hmm. people are like oh look at him he's being funny again <laughs> but this tea bush i just look awkward i'm like squatting down next to it i have my backpack on <laughs> <sighs> I hope that's on the instagram i don't think i actually grammed that oh maybe God. now you gotta you got to you just told everyone about it. they're gonna be hungry for it all right it'll be out this week <laughs> Uh, tea talk done? Tea talk complete. Oh, cool. goodbye, tea talk. I we, mean, we, still drink the tea. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's pouring it on my, my I floor. I worked so hard to pour more tea. No, that was beautiful. I, listeners, I wish you could have seen Emily do what she did. It was heroic. Sometimes, really sometimes I'll videotape it. She actually, she does that frequently where she does all these, uh, Olympic Ugh. level gymnastics to get her on that microphone stand. It was very impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I missed my calling. I actually didn't, wasn't allowed to move up in gymnastics cause I couldn't do a cartwheel. So <gasps> jokes. Do a cartwheel? Um, no, I still can't. What? I don't understand. I definitely can't anymore, but 
I'm surprised. Yeah, no. I like don't understand. You like put your hand down and yeah. you lift up and I just. Yeah. And then I'm too afraid because I think at this point I, I oh. would hurt myself. Oh, definitely now I would not be able to do it. <laughs> I regularly used to do, I, I probably could still do a cartwheel of the quality I've always been able to do, which is not great. Um, <laughs> but I think I could still do it. Wow. Uh, they're not good, <laughs> but I can do them. <laughs> Listen, you know what? And not get hurt. This topic is not cartwheels. No, I've been waiting to get you to throw us to the topic. Matt and I don't know the topic. So it can't can't be cartwheels. If it is, it could be a cartwheels. But Rebecca, thank you so much for being on the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. I would love for you to tell us your topic now. Awesome. Okay, so my topic is long distance cycling and exploring America slash road trips of America. <laughs> so wow. long distance yes. cycling, exploring, sure. <laughs> exploring slash road tripping through America. Yes. Yeah. So I, the reason I chose this topic is um, because I biked across the country twice in college. Whoa. From the whole thing? The whole thing. I mean, well, not really. You're, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, Baltimore to San Francisco the first time and then I did Baltimore to Seattle the second time Hmm. Um, so I am like obsessed with this but it's one of those things that I feel like when I first did it I talked too much about and now I don't talk about it because I had that time where I was like oh everyone just knows that I talk about this all the time this is like when Um, I came back from Italy and I kept talking about how I ate pizza in Italy and uh, and now I don't talk about as much but we want to hear Um, not as much as I used to. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then through that, I've become like obsessed with planning road trips, and um, I've been planning like another bike trip for years, and it's now this like insane Google Map that has too many layers to be supported by Google Maps, and <laughs> it, it's gone onto a second map now. Oh, wow. And yeah, I just like I love planning this trip originally i was actually going to try to do it this year and then i just got a new job that might prevent me from doing it but mm-hmm. yeah if anyone wants to do it give me a call i will i'm happy to plan your trip <laughs> okay i have a couple questions please <laughs> so the one you're currently planning yes from new york to where great question it would actually be like around the country oh wow so yeah there are like a few trails that i've like always wanted to do and never got to do um and those include the blue ridge parkway going up and uh up or down the mississippi from like missouri on Mm -hmm. um pacific coast highway and then there's one in idaho called the hiawatha trail that's like just beautiful um it's actually a very short trail but that's one that i have never spent that much time in idaho and i'd love to get over there how long would this take you um oh i actually started like doing day by day now and i'm realizing it would take longer than i had even thought that i would be able to do it Mm -hmm. so i think that would take like six months or more okay yeah is this uh road biking or off-road biking road biking Mm -hmm. yes yeah i've only I've only used like a a road bike, not even like a touring bike or anything. Um, and it's funny. I like don't know that much about bike maintenance. <laughs> so that's the other part. Like people think wow. that I could do 
a lot with a bike and I've even taken courses now on bike maintenance and I still could not tell you like, oh no, your spoke is out. Too bad for you. You're, <laughs> You're in the middle of Idaho. Yeah. Spike is, spoke Oops. is out. <laughs> um, the common problem, spoke yes. is out. Um, so in your, in your daily life, you're in New York. Yeah. You're living your life. Yeah. How, how often are you biking? Never. <laughs> Never. It's so embarrassing. I hate biking in New York. I oh, that makes sense. can't stand it. And it's because, like, the majority of my biking has been not in cities, has mm-hmm. been, like, in these other places. So I became so spoiled by that. And then I also went to college in Baltimore. And you can get out to the country pretty quickly there. Mm-hmm. And so I would do a lot of cycling there. But here, I just hate it. Uh, Oh, my God. We need to. This is. Guys, rise up. Let's change the traffic laws in New York because it's crazy how many cars there are here, man. And also so many bad cyclists. You guys got to learn how to bike. (laughs) I I don't. Have I covered this on the podcast before? My biking in New York story? Um, I don't know if I have. Um, I'll bring it up anyways. Uh, So I used to. I I do. I actually really like biking. I own a bike that's not in the room we're in right now, um, but is in my apartment. <laughs> um, and I used to bike a ton. I used to bike to and from work when I lived oh, in Boston, um, which is uh, has a lot of bike friendly areas, mm-hmm. um, including like places where there aren't cars. Uh, there's like the Esplanade in Boston. It's like this whole great bike path that I used to be able to take to and from work, or I'd go down like bike lanes, and it was great. I would. I, uh, and I did it for like a couple of different jobs and I would do it, uh, like six months of the year. I wasn't like a winter warrior kind of person, (laughs) but I would, uh, do it like all summer long, like as long as it was nice enough out. And it was usually faster than like taking the subway, um, because I wouldn't have to walk anywhere and it was, it was nice. Uh, cut to New York. (laughs) I move here. Um, and like probably like the first week I'm here, I was like, Oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to ride my bike. I was going, I was probably going to yoga or something. Cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> I had to ride my bike to my yoga class in Brooklyn. I probably made it the equivalent of a quarter of a mile rode the whole way in absolute fear because of how close cars riding yeah. by you. How much the lanes here are narrower. Like, and even Boston's not known for its wide roads by any stretch, but mm-hmm. they're definitely wider than they are here. Just like paint, they paint the line so close and there's so many parked cars yeah. too. And you're just like constantly worried that like someone's going to door you outside of what, like open their door when you're riding by that. I just like, and literally years of, of biking in cities and, I was like, I hate this in New York. And so now I only bike um, in Prospect Park. I just go for fun bikes. I don't like commute at all on my bike anymore. Uh, I think if I were to commute, I'd probably get like a city bike um, Mm -hmm. membership because like the other thing is like, I feel like things get vandalized so easy in New York that I wouldn't feel comfortable. I see so many bikes that are like so many sad bikes. Yes. And I, I'm like, yeah. I wouldn't trust my bike to be parked anywhere. And I own like a fairly nice, mm-hmm. not like a great nice bike, but a nice enough bike that people would fuck with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I feel there was one day where I, I used to ride my bike all the time in Baltimore. And there was one night where I got home and I was kind of drunk and I didn't totally lock it correctly. Like it wasn't locked to anything. It was just locked to itself. Mm. And no one stole it. <laughs> like no one did any. And this was Baltimore. <laughs> 
<laughs> and yeah. like here, I feel like if I left my bike out for two seconds, it's I would gone. lose a wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, when I was in Copenhagen, this is my story. Oh, great biking city. Ugh, great city yes. generally. I was actually desperately wanted to go on like a bike tour, but I was too afraid because everyone was so good at it. Like, <laughs> like I think I've told the story on the podcast, or at least in my life. At one point, I literally like multiple people could be holding like alcohol, like beer, because it was mm-hmm. o- it's open carry there. Talking on their cell phone, no hands. Oh my god, just looking so cool on their bikes. <laughs> Like, one, not safe, but two, looking so cool. Yeah. Those people do sound really cool. They do. They do. <laughs> but, like, there's so many people biking. Like, it's a biking city. Yeah. Um, that scared me. But you should go there and bike. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll just move there. Yeah. <laughs> I would move there. <laughs> Emily talks about it enough. I think she would move there. I would move there. Oh, my God. I Yeah, it just makes me so upset that, like, we have not done anything for biking here. Because it's not a place where you need a car, at least in some areas. And yeah. it oh. drives me crazy that... Uh, I also think that a lot of cyclists are terrible and have been on the sidewalk all the time recently, too. But I get why, because the cars are crazy here. Yeah. 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 I, have a, I have a really radical idea, and I think they should get rid of... Uh, I think that you should only be allowed to park on one side of every street in New York yeah. and turn the other side into a bike lane. Great. Yes. It's radical, and it'll never happen, but yeah. it would be... A wonderland. And it would stop people from using their cars. Because be... they would never be able to find parking. Yeah. So you can already barely find parking. Exactly. There's and they complain about it all the time. Fewer cars. Biking would be a feasible alternative mm-hmm. to it. Uh, yeah. Give it to me, please. <laughs> um, so I want to get back to your planning of road trips. But I have one more sure. quick question about please. New York City bikes. So you revealed to us that you live near a park. Yes. Do you ever go biking through that park? I do. Okay. I do. So yeah, it's same. I will bike around Prospect Park um, mm-hmm. a lot. And if, especially during the summer, if I'm going to meet someone like within Brooklyn, I'll usually end up biking because it is faster sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's really the only place I bike. And I, I grew up in Bay Ridge. And so I especially was like a nerd to not biking anywhere because you had to go through that patch of like Sunset Park where everyone double parks. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But my mom does it. It makes me feel like a fool for being afraid. So uh, I've got to get over it. She does. She bikes to her. She bikes to her therapist every week. What a New Yorker. I know. She's yeah. cool. She's yeah. way cooler than me. I thought I was a New Yorker for, for biking to yoga. but <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Let's go back to cross country trips. Yes. Sure. So your first one. Yes. Baltimore to San Francisco. Yeah. Tell us about, I want to know some details before I ask any questions. (laughs) I have lots of questions, but I feel like you might just be able to answer them. Okay. So it was actually with a group. It was for um, an organization called the 4K for Cancer. So we were raising money for cancer research and cancer awareness and things like that. That was very smart way to put this. (laughs) Um, So we had a SAG van, like a support and gear van. So it's not like we were all transporting all of our stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was, I did it because like most people, I had like lost people to cancer. And that was really what got me into it more than the biking part of it. Um, I was really bad at biking. I learned how to bike when I was like 17 or maybe like 16 or 17. I thought I was late. Oh, yeah. I, and the only reason I sort of learned is because I was like, what if there's an emergency and I need to bike somewhere? Oh, wow. Um, And that's also why I learned how to uh, drive a car, too. You know, I was just thinking the other day about uh, tsunamis and what would happen if one... (laughs) 
uh, hit New York. And um, <laughs> uh, I was thinking about how you get away from a tsunami. And now I'm realizing you should bike away. Biking away. Because everyone, if, mm. if, if you get the warning, like, and everyone hops in their cars, it's just going to be a tra- huge traffic oh, yeah. jam. But if you got a bike, you just bike away from the tsunami. Could you go to the top of a tall building? Uh, that's what I would do. <laughs> um, the... Well, there are different size tsunamis, <laughs> mm. but um, generally, if you're at even if you're at the shore or near the shore, uh, the fourth uh, floor of a building should be safe. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, although, I mean, it could take the whole building down depending That's on what I was the quality of the building and the yeah. uh, aggressiveness of mm. said wave. I, guess I don't live New near York. a shore. Yeah. Well, you'd be surprised how far water can come in uh, to an island. <laughs> Which Brooklyn <laughs> Brooklyn would get hit. Uh, um, Brooklyn and Staten Island would get hit fairly hard. Where um, Manhattan's actually far enough from the ocean and could use Brooklyn and Staten Island as a breaker <laughs> for it. So yeah. it actually would not get hit uh, nearly yeah. as bad. What about all the hills in Brooklyn, though? Uh, yeah, I mean that would help do it too. But it, it still could come. It could come in pretty far because the whole thing is. Actually, uh, the most dangerous part about tsunamis, and I know we're not talking about tsunamis, uh, but it's not really that it is a big wave, yeah. but it is a rapid increase in the tide. So a lot of things that are like sea level or just above could get like sucked up. So yes, a hill would be fine. Um, and we're sh- certainly fine as far into Brooklyn as we are right now. Um, but um, All of you who are listening to this after the tsunami, we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they can travel as far as 10 miles inland. So, um, Jeez. there you go. Wow. Yeah. Right. But that'd be like a really bad scenario. <laughs> That's like maximally bad. <laughs> okay. Let's go back to this cross country. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to escape the tidal wave or the, the tsunami, you have to like, uh, importantly, they're not tidal waves. Um, you would have to, <laughs> this is true. Uh, they're not relying on the tide. Um, if you wanted to escape one, you could mm-hmm. bike all the way to San Francisco <laughs> or Portland. You're definitely 10 miles in there. Uh, okay. So you had a support truck? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And I was very bad at bike. We had like clip pedals and that was my first time experiencing those. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't realize there's... Um, different tension that you can adjust the pedals to so they'll grip your your clips more Mm. um and mine were turned up all the way so that like i could never clip out like it was i would it got to a point where i just would get to stoplights and be like well this is when i fall and i like slowly fall with the bike and everyone just thought i was bad at clipping out and then eventually someone like looked at my clips (laughs) and were like oh you're just clipped in all the way Mm -hmm. um that's a tangent But I, it was so bad that, like, I had these huge bruises all over my legs, and we would stay with, like, families, and we would stay at churches and things, and so people would come out, and whenever they saw my legs, they would half-jokingly accuse people of abuse mm. in my group. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was wonderful. It's a good joke to me. Yeah, it was, it was very funny. <laughs> um, so that was my experience biking across the country. <laughs> Wait, beyond the bruises and the yeah, terrible yeah. humor, did you enjoy it? I loved it. I yeah. mean, I did do it a second time. So yeah. that I'm not that much of a masochist that I was like, that was horrible. And you're planning a I mean, third one. <laughs> and I am planning. And this one's alone without a support van or anything. Yeah. So, um, How long yeah. did the 
each of the ones you've done take? Great question. It was about two, one was two months, the other was two and a half. We like added miles for the second one that I did. So um, that because the organization was called the 4K for cancer, we had to hit 4,000 miles. Um, mm. So the first time we hit a little under 4,000 um, wow. and then we went over 4,000 the oh, other day. So even now, yeah, exactly. Good. I've now biked 8,000 miles. <laughs> um, <laughs> how many oh how many saying it out loud it's crazy right, so all right well i'm sure i we could do the math about this but maybe you can just tell us how many miles a day did you go great question <laughs> um it varied so there were days where like when we were in the rocky mountains for example it's mostly climbing so we would do like mm. 60 miles so it'd be like 30 miles climbing 30 miles descent um, but Ooh, then that descent that must have been fun. Oh, it was it, the funny thing is I I hate descents because they're really scary. Mm. So and my hands kept freezing because it was so cold oh. um, that I like couldn't feel my pedals. <laughs> so anyway, um, wow. I guess I hate biking. <laughs> um, <laughs> May I recommend gloves? Yeah. Uh. Which, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then on like the longest days, it was like an hour, not an hour. Wow. Oh God. Um, a hundred and. 25 miles i think was like the most mm. we did something like that okay. yeah did you um did you train leading up to the event no i did not i was very bad interesting yeah so i uh <laughs> that's crazy to me because um <laughs> for added context i have a cycling merit badge in the boy scouts Whoa. um i was a pretty cool dude um <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll quickly aside that um, in order to get Eagle Scout, which I am, uh, you need to have uh, certain merit badges, and one of the and some of the merit badges have alternate badges you can get. So um, when I was in the Boy Scouts, and this uh, sometimes gets adjusted, you either had to earn swimming merit badge, cycling merit badge, or hiking merit badge. I probably would have been fine earning the hiking one, but I hated like I love swimming. I like swimming for fun. I don't like swimming um, when I'm being told to <laughs> um, or like out of stress or like whatever, like, oh, you have to swim this like amount or like whatever. I don't know. It sounds really, that's uh, completely not a thing I find enjoyable. <laughs> I'll go to the beach and I'll swim on my own uh, leisure. But I had a guy who, um, like an adult scout leader, um, who was a, a really, he he had he was like a, a cyclist he, mm-hmm. it was like his main hobby and he i don't know how many hundreds of miles he'd ride a week or whatever like that was his whole deal but the merit badge requirement you you have to do a 50 50 mile bike ride mm-hmm. is like the um the grand uh race you have to do <laughs> <laughs> or not race but like uh amount of distance and we did a thing where we would do we were, were like ramping up to it. So we did like two ten mile bike rides, two fifteen mile bike rides, two like twenty five. I feel like maybe we went from twenty five to fifty, but I guess that's not that's not as crazy of a jump when you like once you get good enough to do twenty five, like fifty isn't mm-hmm. like so out of the ordinary. But we definitely spent a lot of time like ramping up to it before doing the fifty. Yeah, that's and fifty good. is not as high, it's not as quite as high as even what you said. No, but yeah. I should say, like, I didn't make it the first few days. Like I I was so bad. I was I almost had to leave the group in Missouri because I was just like not making it in Mm -hmm. Um, because I also have like, like so many other people, terrible anxiety where I would like see a mountain in the distance and be like, I can't climb that mountain Mm -hmm. and just like give up before Mm -hmm. hitting it. And then at a certain point I had teammates who just like 
really cheered me on and were amazing. I One of the things that I learned is I thought because I was the slowest, I should be in the back, which meant like I just kept getting lost by my group. And oh. then I would be and they would have to wait for me. And then that made <laughs> me feel terrible. And it was just this compounding problem. But really what it is, is the strongest person should be in the back because they can go at any speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this one girl like rode behind me every day for a week. <laughs> And also just taught me how to use my gears. Like, mm-hmm. again, I was so terrible at doing this. Um, and then once she, like, taught me how to, like, feel when, like, sort of the second I started yeah. having resistance, to just, like, switch your gears. And, like, re- it just changed everything. Mm-hmm. And then the second time I did it, I again, I didn't train even after knowing how terrible it was. But just knowing how to use my bike and like knowing my bike changed everything. Yeah, that's yeah. really great. I'm glad, I'm glad, like I, that sounded maybe inst- I, I didn't mean that to sound any amount no, of insincere. No. <laughs> Full sincerity. That's great. Um, so on this on these bike rides, did you like stop in major cities, small cities, everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we. I think they kind of tried to make the route hit some major cities. Like we stopped in Chicago and um, or like also landmarks. Like I got to see Mount Rushmore and we we tried to stay in like a lot of national parks. Mm -hmm. Um, But then a lot of it is also dictated by cycling routes that Mm -hmm. um, we relied, I think, a lot on like adventure cycling. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, like that is sort of how I've been like making my new route is Mm -hmm. one of my crazy Google Maps literally has every single adventure cycling route like plotted out on it. Mm -hmm. And then me trying to like piece that in with um, I really like outsider art and um, earthworks and things. And so trying to piece around like, okay, well, if I wanted to see spiral jetty like is there an adventure cycling route that will go sort of near that and there isn't because the whole point of earthworks are that they're in the middle of nowhere and impossible to get to so i've kind of abandoned that part of the project but i do have a crazy map if anyone (laughs) wants it i I feel like i'm really plugging and hawking this map yeah (laughs) yeah i never have the map right now (laughs) just kidding this map in in my head looks like um like ticket to ride have you ever played that board no it's this board game that's like I mean, I guess the story set like is when like the trains were like mm-hmm. super active back in the day, and you have to like make like train routes like oh cool San Francisco to New York like stuff like that awesome. And so there's like I can show you a picture later, but it's like mm-hmm. there's like lots of paths. I'm literally just picturing that when you're saying this Google Map. Yeah, I'm sure it does look like it looks when you zoom out from it. America just looks like one mass of dots. Like <laughs> it's just every inch of it is covered and somehow at some point I thought this would help me make roots and it's like oh yeah I just have to go everywhere in America <laughs> for this route yeah why don't you just hit every place in America On, what's that's wrong with you my goal <laughs> but then I also want to go to some of the places I've been to before because mm. I liked them so much so there you go makes it even harder yeah and you have to do the bike ride again in 10 years when you want to go back to all the places everywhere <sighs> exactly. in America the second time yeah <laughs> um, so biking yeah great have you taken other road trips I have so I grew up in New York so I didn't have a license um for many years and then I moved to Texas to work in a gallery um I worked in gallery in Marfa Texas which is far west Texas kind of big band area um and then once I was there it became really clear that I needed to have a car or a Mm -hmm. license 
Um, I got my license there and then promptly left Texas. <laughs> uh, but then got like it had decided to move my stuff from there to New York via car. And so my first like <laughs> real driving experience was moving all oh of my, my things in a car from yeah it was that's insane terrifying it was the scariest thing I I've ever like done in my life to start practicing things before you'd go <laughs> yeah all in on but this. somehow I've survived uh, honestly I'm proud of you <laughs> I like, did yeah. promptly get in an accident in Austin though so that was like and that was my first stop um, but yeah so then I did that trip I went through all of Texas to up to Memphis, Tennessee. And then at that point I was like, I'd planned other stops, but I was just so scared at that point that I kind of just tried to get home as fast as mm-hmm. possible. Um, but then I've also done a few trips around the Southwest around like Arizona and New Mexico. Um, I've gone on a road trip with a friend who was moving from Seattle mm-hmm. to New York. So we did like, down the Pacific Coast Highway and right. then across. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, it was great. I, I again, like, I'm, I should never go on these trips with people, though, because I microman, I, like, do these <laughs> crazy Google Maps and I, like, try to, like, even though I've now gone on so many different trips, I convince myself every time, like, oh, I'll never see these places again. So I try to get, like, everything mm-hmm. in on every trip, um, which means, like, scouring so many different websites to look for everything that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Like, you don't have to drive past a spot yes, and not go. Exactly. And find exactly. out later. It was a cool spot. Yeah, exactly. There was a dog's grave there that I wanted to see. There's a famous dog. <laughs> and it's grave. <laughs> and his grave. He died. <laughs> Do oh, you have any interest in doing a road trip road trip slash bicycle trip in like Europe or like through Canada? I do. I think the, I definitely road trip. Um, both of them. I'm scared of it because biking alone, I'm already scared of without it being a foreign country. Yeah. Um, and then driving, I'm a bad driver, not a great driver. And so again, it's like, Oh, foreign traffic laws, Mm -hmm. maybe not the smartest thing, but since when have I cared about doing the smartest thing when it comes to biking or driving? I say don't even look up the laws. (laughs) Yeah, there, that's perfect. (laughs) What side is this country driver? But I'm also like very into antiques and like vintage clothing. And so I also do have this like dream of one day getting like a U-Haul and just like going picking around Ooh. everywhere <laughs> with well. my limitless supply of money that I have. You learn it from biking across the country. Yes, yes. People <laughs> love to pay people to do that. Sell your map. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Buy my crazy map that is sort of unreadable for a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that everyone? It's a hundred bucks. Uh <laughs> Uh, Emily, have you ever done a cross-country-ish, any road trips or anything? No, I mean, I've often driven from New York to Ohio. That's great. Um, We don't really make a lot of stops. Um, One time my mother and I met in, I don't remember the exact town name, but somewhere in Pennsylvania. Mm. And it actually was close to Gettysburg, so we drove through Gettysburg. Nice. Um, But I, much like you, hate to drive. Like, I'm panicked about driving. Um, So I would... If I was doing that, like, the other person would have mm-hmm. to drive. Like, yeah. I've thought a lot about, like, going to L.A. 
renting a car and then mm-hmm. driving up to San Francisco. Yes. Um, that's something I would do, but I would need someone to go with me because again, I hate to drive and I <laughs> would share the responsibilities, but I just wouldn't want to do it all by myself. Totally. Especially those places where there are like, there are lots of cars there yeah. and people will be drive versus like the times where I've been alone have been in again, like Arizona, New Mexico. I'm alone a lot of the time mm-hmm. on the road. So mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about, you know, I'm actually too safe of a driver in a way. And that's why I probably have trouble like switching lanes and things. Cause I'm not <sighs> aggressive enough. You're speaking, you're speaking right to oh, my soul. Oh my God. It's so hard. I hate to drive. <laughs> oh God. <sighs> are you, are you good at it? And you just don't like it? Or no, I don't think I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to Yellowstone later this year with work. <gasps> oh my and God. we have to rent a car for just like safety reasons. Mm-hmm. And normally I would be the one to drive it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I, I can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. And they were like, it's okay. We'll find Aww. someone else. Um, I could. I can I think, drive. I think you'd be okay there. Cause there's like, I've been there and yeah. there's not a lot of exactly. cars. But and also the, all the um, speed limits are like five miles per hour. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Going as slow as possible. Exactly. I also hate to drive at night. Me too. Um. Like, oh. I have driven the drive from Columbus to Lancaster, Ohio, countless times. <laughs> countless times. I've been a passenger for it. I've been the main driver for it. The main driver? The main driver. <laughs> me, I, I've driven it. Two kids where one person is, has a steering and the other two are doing gas and brake. <laughs> I'm the main driver. Who is the main driver in that situation? I think the person Ooh. who you can see from the road is okay. the main driver. Okay. Steering wheel. Um. <laughs> but I like driving that drive in the dark. I'm just like, I, I know everything to expect, yeah. but I can't see anything. I know. I don't I drive. No. Yeah. I oh. day, daytime, daytime driving is infinitely better than nighttime driving. It's oh, yeah. so hard. And this is, makes me feel so much better because I thought I just have like night blindness or something, but it's so hard to drive at night. <laughs> I can't see anything. Yeah. I, I, I will say I don't have a problem driving at night, but I do find it less soothing because there's like headlights in your face yes, the whole time exactly. it's like oh, i don't need this there's okay. headlights there's not enough street lights which i know light pollution is a problem but it's also yeah. like let's get some more lights yeah. up in here um <laughs> i love to drive with my brights i know you can but it's also like i can't see with just the regular headlights on yeah oh, well, you're that person <laughs> i try to be responsible with them i just mm-hmm. can't see also so many new cars have like what I thought were their brights or just their regular lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're, they're really so bright, bright now. Halogen stuff. Oh, I feel like I've made this the most like cranky it's traffic laws and cars and driving at night. Oh, I have, I have all, I have all the same problems with cars. I think that you do. Um, and I don't, I don't mind cars as a general thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that'll be for a different episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I was going to say something. Oh, God. It was really important. Oh, no. Wow. Oh, when do you want to do this trip? Great question. So I quit my job in December sort of in order to pursue my passions in a way um, and apply to grad school. And so I knew like, okay, well, grad school would start in the fall of 2020. So I have like less than a year to kind of just do whatever I want. And my lease is up in April. So the idea was like April to fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I just got this job where they are very into me committing. They were like, we're really looking for someone who's going to commit to being here for like multiple years. And they talked to me about maybe working there through grad school. Like it's intense. So I I don't know now. Like the, yeah, the idea was to do it in like the next couple months. Mm-hmm. Um 
but we'll see. I, yeah, hopefully soon. Hopefully I do do it. Hopefully I <laughs> say like, yes, yeah, screw you. People just gave me a job. <laughs> I'm <Yes>. biking. <laughs> well, I wish you luck. Go Thank on that bike you. Ride. Yeah. Uh, uh, we are sort of wrapping up, but if there's anything anyone needs to get out about either your topic or if Emily, <laughs> if you have another question. I do, but or... I don't know if it's too much. So when you're biking no. by yourself, yeah. are you going to be worried about your safety? That's what I would definitely. Um, definitely. I'm worried about my safety. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking about that. Like that is also something that's kind of been part of figuring out roots is mm-hmm. there are some places I wanted to go to, but. I really don't want to have any stretches where it's like, oh, it's a hundred miles to the next town mm-hmm. and there's nothing out here. Um, yeah. So that has made me like reconfigure stuff. So I want to like be in places that are well-traveled routes. So it's, pr- it'll be probably pretty crowded with cyclists. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then I want to take like a self-defense class. I probably will carry like pepper spray or mm-hmm. mace or something with me. Um, yeah, especially as a woman doing it alone, I'm nervous, but yeah, women do it. Yeah. So yeah. Where would you keep your stuff? Um, so there are these things called panniers that are like, you've probably seen them on bikes on like either side yeah. of the back of a bike. So I'd probably carry those plus a backpack. Why? Um, and I am planning on camping, but not bringing like a camping stove and stuff just to keep it a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. You know, they have really uh, yeah. tiny camping stoves, like. I don't know if you've seen the really little ones. Oh. I own a I own an extremely small camping stove, really? which is the only reason I'm plugging oh, it. Oh no! I mean that that would give me so much more freedom because there are, especially on the Blue Ridge Parkway, there are spots where it's like there's just no food for a while, and that was kind of giving me pause. So maybe I would hit up an REI or something. Yeah. They sell extremely small camping stoves. Um, I, as I said, uh, maybe on this podcast earlier uh, a few minutes ago, I was a Eagle Scout, but. Um, <laughs> When you go like hiking, you need everything to be like the smallest, lightest yes. version of it. Yeah. And so I have like, I mean, they may even sell smaller ones now than even when I bought one. But I have like a tiny little stove <laughs> could fit in your pocket. Although it has, you have to have like a gas tank. But they also sell really small gas tanks. But um, worth looking into. Yes. And that reminds me that I definitely want to try to do some crowdfunding for this passion project of mm-hmm. mine. So if anyone has any uh, crowdfunding tips get at me because <laughs> it's ter- it's terrifying like asking for money for something that is extremely indulgent yeah yeah, yeah. you'd say like you can make like sit, like take pictures of stuff for people yeah i also do embroidery and so i was thinking of um you know doing some embroidery of stuff like you know i'll get a t-shirt in this state what state yeah. do you want and i'll embroider it for you mm-hmm shit like that <laughs> um you also mentioned that the other rides you had done were for charity and if you were to yeah. say this one is also and try and raise money for this one for charity um and you know say for the trip for my personal expenses it will be yes. such and such amount anything beyond that goes to charity mm-hmm. you know that's true that yeah. is nice um that's my tip <laughs> <laughs> no that is good that's much nicer than than mine <laughs> uh yeah i mean i don't you know i, don't, I mean you can do embroidery and uh, you can do both. No, one. <laughs> you can do both. Uh, well, there's like reward perk levels, right? That's like yeah, a Kickstarter yeah, exactly. thing. 
uh and if he's like you donate a thousand dollars i'll make you this thing well you know yeah um yeah whatever no thousand dollars <laughs> is right um <laughs> my only last question was where you were yeah. going to stay but you said you're going to camp so well i would also reach out to like churches ymcas mm-hmm. if i know people along the way and then there's also this site called warm showers which is explicitly for people who are cross-country cycling and it's mostly other people who are cyclists who open up their homes to like let you stay with them Hmm. yeah pretty cool wow yeah i learned so much oh i'm glad (laughs) i feel like i learned some stuff too um specifically how to do it longer than 50 miles (laughs) (laughs) Um, that felt like so long (laughs) earlier this morning i was talking about people doing the pct PCT, like hiking, like in wild, Mm -hmm. pulling a wild and doing it. But that takes five months. So I don't think six months is a crazy uh, bike. Ah, nice. This is making me feel better. Because, I mean, part of it is, you know, it is inspired by wild where I'm like, I got to do something by myself. Mm -hmm. I got to find myself as a woman. (laughs) She does find herself. She does. Whoa. (laughs) She also didn't do much training. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hope my trip goes just as well as hers and then i write a very good book about it oh yeah you got to write a book yeah oh 100 <laughs> so many of my friends have written books and it's put me this is an aside but it has made me feel really self-conscious that i have not written a book and will probably never write mm. a book i'll tell you what right now <laughs> as a person who reads mm-hmm. give me those books <laughs> oh i have a lot of recommendations for you mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um are we good? I think we're good. Are we good? Are we feeling good? Yeah. Oh, I feel great. Thanks, guys. Thank you for bringing this wonderful, <laughs> long, long-named long topic <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> um, um, did you have anything you needed yes. to plug? Anything coming up? This episode comes out, by the way. Did you tell her when this comes out? I did not, because I wasn't sure. And also, oh. forgot. Uh, this comes out the 20th of the month. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Cool. <laughs> Today is the 20th. Let's we'll say that. <laughs> um, I I don't have any shows to plug. I have nothing date sensitive to plug. So I should have stopped you right there and said, don't worry about when it comes out. Um, that said, I do have an Etsy store. <laughs> um, some sweet embroidery on there. Yeah, some embroidery. I do custom embroidery work. And I also sell vintage clothing. And since I quit my job in December in order to pursue my passions, including this vintage shop, um, I would love it if people just checked it out. No pressure to buy anything, but check out. It's called Manor Parlor. Manor Parlor. Yeah. M-A-N-N. Um, M-A-N. O-R-P-A-R-L-O-R because I live in the first floor of like a large house Mm -hmm. and so it's like the parlor floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. There you go. That's our first Etsy plug, I think. Yeah. I just feel like I've been like hawking wares this whole time and I feel kind of gross. You should put that that map on your Etsy shop. See what happens. Embroider it. No one will ever want to look at that map. (laughs) (laughs) Um... All right. Emily, did you have anything you needed to shout out there? Wait, when does this come out? <laughs> February 20th. Today, <laughs> um, today, what is today? The date we're on right now? February wait, 20th. I, I don't have my calendar. I can't. I can't. All right. Then nothing. <laughs> uh, I don't. I certainly don't have anything. Maybe, maybe check out my YouTube channel. <laughs> There's some stuff on there. Uh, all right. We're done. We're done. We did it. Topic done. Plugs done. Um. Well, everyone, thank you for listening at home. Thank you, Rebecca. No, thank, thank you, Rebecca. You um, my name 
is Matt Armando. My name is Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD with Matt and Emily. Thank you. Bye. Bye.